Yo, what's up, everybody? This is V, a.k.a. Vernon English. This is the most, I can't even say the most obscure podcast because there's other people with, like, cowbells and music and all kind of other different crazy stuff that they be having. They got, like, guests and come in and people call in. It's actually, like, a cool radio station. This is, like, somebody in their basement just recording their thoughts um, as a writer. And so this is the Hearing Colors That Kill Sounds podcast. Um, I, I could be, you know, have a permanent tan and be African-American or whatever like this, but well, that's too many semantics. I'm just a writer, okay? That's all you guys need to know. Hit the, hit the subscribe button. Let somebody know about the, the podcast. Let somebody know about it. And, you know, sit back and relax and understand that you're learning how to write as you listen to my podcast. And so it's an interesting thing and an interesting interpretation of how I verse um, my experience and how I'm inspired, if I say X, inspired every day from the things that I see. And it could be anything. It could be people on the train. It could be people in the park. It could be people, you know, just walking and the conversations that persist not including all of the imagination and the crazy stuff that happens in my head from like comic books. And I'll begin <laughs> and briefly and, you know, talk about how it has influenced the abilities of my characters and my story, um, particularly the guardian and the uh, woman that, or little one that he's with. Now, Here's the thing, right? I don't, I'm trying to verse, you know what I'm saying, like how others view stuff and how they do certain things. And for me, it's always an interesting aspect. It's always a curious aspect of how I grew up. Now, see, this is telling me about my age and I'm, I guess I'm, you know, blessed. <laughs> to have, you know, the experience that I did at my age. And it was an interesting thing because obviously it was at the turn of the century and technology was becoming more forefront. And before then, it was obviously, you know, few and far in between. Uh, a lot of people didn't think nerds were cool until nerds were like, yo, what? We love this, what? Well, you know I'm a consumer, right? I will collect this. Play that again. like, And then becoming a force of a market. And I saw it in real time, and I'm still excited as to the content that people have to bring in this voice that they have, not including cancel culture. It's just people are more boisterous, and people are more adamant about the things that they like versus the things that they don't like. And so... Uh, people are listening and corporations are listening, businesses are listening because people are telling you, they're like, yo, uh, you know, I didn't like that Spider-Man, but you know, I like that other Spider-Man, the special effects were really good. The storyline was really, really, uh, oh, it was collaborative, it was amazing. I love everything about it. What, what did you like about it? Oh, well, his outfit was amazing. Uh, the, like I say, you know, everything, the makeup and everything was a great, I could actually believe it. And the setting was great. They, they did a great job in, on all of that. Like people have gone to school 
to sit there and, and tell you the things that they love. And, and these are like gaffers. These are people who are the light people. These are people who are the sound boom guys. These are people who, you know, edit and re-edit certain things on films. And they're telling you what it is that they love about films and how they love storytellings and the storyboards. I'm in Los Angeles, so I have to give a head nod to all of these people who make this business their work. It is, it, I think, no, I know us as a culture, we take it for granted and the content that we have because it's constantly being inundated and constantly being created by us. But when it comes to big productions and when it comes to great um, imaginative ideas, I never wanted to get to the point where you sitting in your chair or you wherever you are listening feel like your idea is not enough or you feel like your voice isn't enough. I, I never wanted to get to that point where somebody such as myself or anybody else has a great idea, has an um, unimaginable potential, and they don't pull the trigger on themselves because they feel like, and please don't, don't take that the wrong way, to pull the trigger on their ideas and, and feel like it, it's not good enough or that it, there is no substance or that the audience wouldn't like it before they even see it. My thing and, and the appreciation that I have coming from where I come from is that I, I was inundated with cartoons. I was inundated with comic books, inundated with creative books and things that took my mind on a journey. It was amazing. I could sit down in my room and I did this, didn't even turn the TV on, didn't even turn the radio on and sat down and killed a book. Like sit down, literally page per page. And, and I remember when I was in seventh, oh, eighth grade and my mom bought me this book and I'm like yes 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 the first time I could actually remember me being interested in something and no it wasn't the lion in the wardrobe it wasn't you know a kid story I'm not even going to tell you what the book was but I enjoyed it to no end and I destroyed that book like in a week <laughs> for a book report and the book report was like the easiest thing ever the book report was like an added bonus so now I was like supposed to read it and, and like that didn't even matter because I was going to read it anyway and, and everybody else chose you know a hundred page book or two hundred page book my pretty much i'm going to go and jog my memory and say it was probably like 375 or 400 pages or something like this not including the epilogue like to do that as a kid and process those things was a joy to me and i cannot stress the fact of how to enjoy something creatively that just gets your imagination going there, there are certain things and, and the way that, you know, the younger generation is being raised today that they are inundated with so much. And that's the reason why I talked about how I grew up because it's two different things. Like literally there were TV shows that only showed up once a week. <laughs> so you, you spanned everything out. So you got four weeks in a month 
and then like there are holidays and stuff like that so you would barely get three episodes a month and then a season would be like what three months <laughs> so you would get like I don't know nine episodes maybe 13 maybe something like this and, and then they split the season up and so then you got 20 uh, plus season 20 plus episodes which I mean not including commercials and things like this so you're looking at 20 minutes or 22 and, and for me like that level of inspiration that level of attention and you know scrutiny to detail taught me how to appreciate what it was that I was consuming okay so it, it doesn't you know you can't teach someone how to like listen you can't teach someone how to you know what's the difference between hearing and listening there, there's two different things and you can't teach someone how to appreciate a cartoon you can play something in front of someone and be like you know mystified at it and then you know appreciate it and then the next person won't appreciate it as much as you but you can't be upset at that. Okay. <laughs> it, it's, it's two different things. The level of significance. Everyone is so different in their interpretations and how they interpret things. And so X-Men, right, or any comic book series has this level of nostalgia for me. And this is a series that has been going on since the 1960s, like way before I was born. I don't even know if it was probably even before then that it was made, maybe in the 1950s too, but I'm pretty sure it was 1960s after Spider-Man, Strange Tales, and the rest of, uh, you know, Stan Lee and the rest of those guys. Um, not Frank Miller, but well, him too, but other, other greats who, you know, I think it was Ditko, Ditka or something like this. And, and these are imaginative minds that took the time to trip on LSD, <laughs> or or I'll say that they were sober and created something from their imagination for us as a people and us as children to, you know, correlate and to take and create our own mythology and to mystify ourselves with storytelling. And for anybody who wants to know how to write something and to make it riveting, and to make it exciting, you don't necessarily have to go and study under, you know, uh, the Alfred Hitchcock, or you don't necessarily have to study under uh, Rod Serling or any of these other greats who have mastered the craft of suspense. Because every comic book you look at and it'll say to be continued. <laughs> You'd be like, damn. Really? It's over? Like, no, no, no. It, it continues. Like, it, there's something in this, this entirety of this, this continuity that life imitates the art. And so it's a never-ending story that, you know, got me excited when I was a kid and when I was watching Saturday morning cartoons. And so I would wake up and then I'd be like, yo, you know, I only woke up early on Saturday just for the cartoons, right? Like, there's no other reason for me waking up this early on a Saturday. I don't even, who wakes up this early on a Saturday? For what reason? Like, it was to, you know, master this, this attention. And, and my level of attention is unmatched and uncanny when it comes to the things that I love. And so I just want to master that 
and stress to you as other writers how to master this thing because the level of excitement that you have as you type as you write can be felt you know from the person interpreting what it is that you have there's no level of like i don't know this this ready-made mentality or this level of uh, vindication that somebody has uh, from a book and, and some level of relevance in society just by how many followers you have or how many people listen to what it is that you're saying regardless it does not matter how many people interpret what it is that you're doing it belongs to the people the people will decide if they like it or not and if it is relevant to what they are experiencing or not if they don't identify with it go back into the workshop and then identify one character you know <laughs> that identifies with these people not these people but everyone and then create something crazy that you have for yourself that's easy that's uh, unmatched uncanny that is one of your jobs as a writer to do so regardless of what they think of you regardless of what they think after you're gone you know posthumous it doesn't even matter <laughs> you're alive right now so make it make sense to them and, and my characters in my book reflect a lot of that somebody commented I think it was just yesterday that I love superheroes and that I love uh, these types of stories and yes and no that that takes my imagination on a journey I love color I love imaginations I love these things of non-normalcy and things that I would not normally see on a daily basis but it adds to the flavor of who and what it is that I'm, I'm doing. And so my characters reflect that, uh, the character in the story as the guardian. And, and as I say to others, if you've heard or you know checked out my podcast, I write in real time. And so I'm constantly you know, changing, reworking my table of contents, reworking and going through all of these different things that I have. But it comes into fruition that you know, these characters reflect all of this creative, you know, stuff that I consumed as a kid. All the comic books, all the books, every, you know, movie, every, all of the Wikipedia searches. You know, I, I could go through each and every one and tell you how something influenced this and how it influenced that. For instance, and for example, uh, the, this giant-like character, which I just call the Guardian, well over nine feet tall, well over what a, a linebacker looks like, but he is insanely powerful. He does insane things, and he moves insanely fast. There's only a few other characters that I can think of in my, you know, watching television programs and series that would look or, you know, be reminiscent of a character like that. If you've seen this old show, um, Spartacus, and it used to come on Stars, and uh, it had this one character that uh, was named, uh, I totally, I forgot all the names of the characters. Don't even worry about it. But disclaimer, a whole bunch of nakedness is in that show. 
but the the characters spoke to me in volumes and the reasoning for their determination and the reasoning for them doing certain things impacted me more so than what happened in the, the entirety of the whole series. It, each person had a different way of expressing their concern with how they should live their life and why they should live their lives. And so The Guardian, for instance, has the same mentality, but not to be as just a guardian or a gladiator of this mentality, swinging aimlessly at something that does not exist. No, uh, he actually, in fact, um, I leave in mystery uh, what it is that he has done. And, and you can see, you know, just in the way that he moves and interacts with the bandits and other characters and, and how he, you know, swings first, asks questions later type of mentality. And how, you know, other characters uh, vibe off of that and, you know, vicariously understand this unsaid language that is between them. And so he's spending his time going through swinging with some purpose to find this young girl who he was protecting. And, you know, picking and choosing where he goes and, and where she may or may not be. Now, the fun fact about cartoons is that there's nobody in cartoons that is normal. <laughs> and if they are, then they're purposefully so. But the girl that he is finding is communicating with him telepathically to where she is. And so that is the, the goals or these visions that he's getting um, each and every time or each night he lays down to rest. And, and so I just added that for the story. And this is for you as characters, excuse me, as writers to craft your characters the way that you see them. Like you have to see them. So I'll comment on this in the next podcast. Thank you guys for listening. I appreciate it so much. Hit the subscribe button. This is V, a.k.a. Vernon English. And uh, yeah, you can find me on Amazon. Hit the subscribe button. Let someone know about it. Go ahead. Just go ahead. Go ahead. All right. Peace.